Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of Horror Movie News. Today we are reviewing the new Slice trailer that debuted just last week on last Tuesday, as well as new plot details for the Chucky remake. And lastly, we also have uh, the casting revealed for uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. So all this much more with our segments. And uh, yeah, let's get to it. It's Horror Movie News! To Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movie. Don't you blame no, the movies? Good. Are we good? Movies? Yes. What? Of course, we're always good. Are we on air? Yes. Is this thing on? Is this thing on? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're on. <laughs> Hello, Turn everybody. on the lights. Ooh, Ooh it's sweet. always great. Yes, for, for all you audio listeners, you always miss the spectacular opening. We have flashing lights. It's a laser light show. It's, yes. a, la- it's a laser light show, everybody. <laughs> it's a dance party. Yep, yep, yep. And welcome, everybody, to Horror Movie News. Uh, this is episode... 41. We just keep on chugging on. Yes, and it is uh, August 28th here in the studios here in the sunny uh, North Hollywood. And I'm your host, Anthony Becerra. And as always, I have the lovable. What's up? Carrie Lane here. Hey guys, I'm Oliver Drennan. Right on. And yeah, we're going to be breaking down the news. Uh, so pretty much how this is going to go down, we're going to do some crypt keeping. We're going to tell you where we can, you can find us. We're going to go through our news. So we, we did restructure the show a little bit. So we're going to hit news first. And la- lastly, we're going to do our special segments at the end, which is uh, the abyss and our uh, horror history. And as well, as some uh, we're going to sprinkle some shout outs throughout the way, you know. And we actually have a live read uh, promoting another show on this network as well. So let's get into it. First up, Crypt Keeping, where you can fo- find us on youtube.com slash popcorn talk network. And if you want to reach us, uh, get at us, uh, send us any love, any uh, messages, you can always reach us at Horror News PTN on Twitter. I am working on an Instagram as well, so keep that in mind. It'll be lots of pictures. Um, as well, you can find this uh, on popcorntalknetwork.com. On our official website. And last but not least, uh, if you go Apple Podcasts or wherever you find uh, your podcast, just type in Horror Movie News. And luckily, just look for this thumbnail that's right behind me. And that'll be us. And you can leave us a review, which some people have. And I'll shout them out at the end of the episode. Um, But yeah, for now, uh, let's get started with some news. So I want to start off with the Slice trailer. If we can get that going. Um, We will be talking over it, but this trailer I, I love this trailer <laughs> did you guys check this out at all no okay yet. so but it's good because i want to be like have that first impression yes. ready for you yeah it's 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 wild i remember you mentioned this like a long time a long ago. time ago they had that teaser trailer with the pizza yeah right yeah <laughs> so I, I yeah it's pretty great it's uh so let me read the synopsis of what's going on so when a pizza delivery driver is murdered on the job the city searches for someone to blame ghosts Drug dealers, a disgraced werewolf. Just coming off that synopsis, you can tell like the wild and like the zaniness of this film. Yeah, um, and also the stars are yeah. phenomenal. We got Zazzy Beats, we got Hannibal Barris, we got Chance the Rapper and Paul Shear up in here. Never. So it's kind of like a horror comedy. It's a, it's definitely yeah. a horror yeah. comedy. Yeah, like down. some of the people who've like described it say it's um it's just wild. It's just like nuts. <laughs> And I'm all for it. Yeah. It looks a little supernatural too. Oh yeah, there's oh, some yeah. supernatural. There's like werewolf and ghosts. All right. So yeah, okay. it's it's like a super campy, <laughs> absurd horror comedy. Oh, shit. God damn. What's wrong 
That's Chance right there. Oh my gosh. And it is coming, <laughs> there's no release date yet, but it is coming soon and it should be released this year, I believe. Yeah. Um, they might be, they might push it back, who knows, we'll see. But yeah, it's it's like a super campy, absurd uh, horror comedy. There's werewolves, there's ghosts, there's Zazzy, and there's pizza. I'm mm-hmm. all in for it. So it's going to mm-hmm. make me really hungry while yeah. I'm enjoying people getting slaughtered. And like, it's going to it's gonna make you question whether you're going to want pizza again and want oh, to deliver no. to your door. I'm always going to You know, it's funny, <laughs> this is totally making me think, I'm like, I never got to see it, but I love the trailer. There was a Bollywood movie called Pizza, and um, it's a guy going to a house, and there's weird, mysterious stuff happening there. And I'm like, oh my gosh, they made another horror movie around the pizza, pizza, concept of pizza. pizza. Delivering. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. Hilarious. Yeah, just a little quick uh, background on the director of this. His name is Austin Vaselli. And he wrote and directed this as well. And it's funny because he's never re- uh, really directed a film before. Mm. He's done he's done music videos. Oh, okay. And he did two with Chance the Rapper and they became great, great friends. Ah. At least I, I yeah, believe that's yeah. where it goes. So he, he directed Angels, that video for Chance, and also one called Sunday Candy. So if you're, familiar, if you're a fan of Chance the Rapper, he directed those two uh, video uh, music videos. And then he's just like, I'm going to make a movie with him. And A24 sure. is like, you got it, dude. <laughs> so that, that's pretty much how this came into fruition. So that was pretty cool. Um, definitely keep an eye out for that. And we'll, we'll keep you updated once we get the release date for that. But yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's definitely one I'm, I'm pretty excited for. Um, on to our next a bit of news item. I believe Ollie's got us covered with this one. Oh, do we? Wait, which one is it? Yeah, it's going to be your first one. It's, uh, I believe it has something Wait, to do about animated... There. No, no, oh. no. I put it in. Oh, yeah. Oh. It's a little... <laughs> Where is it? So, so, I'm okay. so sorry. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Here we go. Oh. I got it. It's all mixed up for some reason. Right on. My I bad. I apologize, viewers and listeners. Restructuring. <laughs> okay. So, we got the new plot details on the Chucky remake or reboot, whatever you want to call it, and how it's going to be different from mm. the original. Because this seems a little pretty drastic for me. I feel like the original was a lot more supernatural, but this seems to be a little bit more grounded. I feel like hmm. a lot of films are being more grounded. So basically, early Ew. plot details referred to this as a more of a robot doll rather than a killer being transformed transferred into like an actual doll. Hmm. What? Um, so this is Then why bother calling it Chucky? Just give it a I new know. name. Chuck Bob. Because I think I think people will be like, oh, they're stealing from Child's Play. So I don't know. But anyways, this right. is provided by comicbook.com. And according to the site's unnamed sources, the new Chucky is a defective buddy doll whose programming code was hacked so that he has no limitations to learning and also, you know, violence. Awesome, right? Yeah. Yeah. So they added the doll apparently, they added that the doll apparently gets reprogrammed by a Chinese factory worker who ends up committing suicide after removing the doll's limitations for whatever reason. Hmm. So, what are your guys' thoughts on this? This sounds a lot different than what we're used to. That's interesting. I think it sounds cool, but why bother calling it Chucky then? Mm -hmm. Like, just... New thing. Was it, New was, crazy doll. I know this is a weird question, but like, is Chinese fact, is he in China or is it, because maybe it's like a whole That's social want, commentary yeah. on like overworked, yeah. overworkers yeah. in China well, and how like we benefit off of their, mm-hmm. their work and, and our technology and mm-hmm. making, making the doll um, something that's that's technology and wreaking havoc on us Americans. It's kind of like them getting back at us in a sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm maybe, taking, I might be yeah. reading no, a lot too. I into, I even seen Does any bit of that evil spirit go into the doll kind of idea? Like that's more with like Japan, Japanese mythology ones of like if there's a violent death, you know, it creates an evil. So I wonder if in this there's something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, like that, that's the thing. It, it's 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 telling us that there is none none of that. Well, at least from what I'm reading, it, it's mm. it's saying that there, what, I'm, what I'm hearing right now, it's saying that there's none of that. It's, it seems it, like it's more it's, artificial. It's more artificial. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So it's like it's more like 
a person and let them know it's a Chinese factory worker pro- reprogramming this yeah. thing to, to kill, to yeah. get, give off the limitations, and then he kills himself. And that's like, and I know they like in like I've heard about like factories in China who have like the suicide nets and everything, and yeah. how like they're overworked and how there's no like union or such thing um, over there. So it's like, it's interesting. Um, well, horror does do a good job making commentary, like social commentary. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, mm-hmm. is this like is this like a play on all that? I don't know, but Maybe. one can only wait and see. I guess you know. Yeah. It does sound very interesting. It does pique my interest a lot. Um, I haven't seen the previous Chucky films. I, I'm still um, planning on watching all of them um, mm-hmm. eventually down sure. the line. Yeah, it'll just be interesting to see how this is like translated because, like, how the doll gets to obviously, yeah. like, you know, America. Yeah, if he did, like, if there's a, like the whole opening Ooh, scene, him getting someone, shipped to America and oh, stuff. Ship, you know, yeah. I was like, what if someone bought it there and brought it back? That too, It'd be yeah. like a weird black market, like, they like were... Chucky. Traveling or something, yeah. Yeah. But do you guys, like, what do you guys think of, like, Supernatural kind of being, like, put to the uh, back burner? Whereas, like, it's now, it's more grounded with horror, it seems like. It's it's more relevant, and I think it it aids the whole social commentary it might be going for. Okay. What do you guys think? Uh, I'd say ditto, but then, again, it's, like, then it's very different, and then it's... Yeah, it was it's what we'll updated. see. Yeah. yeah, you know, like, not that many people are like, oh, that hubba blue with that spirits things. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I think mean, people are more like, no, let's do, like, technology-based. Technology I think yeah. I think yeah. the paranormal, like, genre is a little bit, like, overplayed at this point a little mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Especially with everything, like, paranormal activity and stuff like that. So I think people want to take a break from that a little yeah. bit. Just and, to... I mean, overall, it's, still, uh, it's like a new take, too, yeah. in a sense, you know? Westy Kid in the chat said, was the good guy doll made in China? I think the Ooh. original, it was a factory here. I think so, too. Like yeah. Detroit or something yeah, because like that. Yeah, because... Like, I think so. Yeah, I think it was in... I No, I think it was in the U.S. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure because, like, that's how... Um, it, it was like the killer was in the U.S. So. Yeah, he, yeah. Was, he was on the run from a heist at the yeah. time, right? And then yeah. that's... And he was American, so mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure... I don't know. Look it up. <laughs> What's the kid? <laughs> Help us out, bro. That's a good but yeah, good question. Um, interesting. Right on. So that covers first two items, and now on to our third, Carrie. Yes. Uh, I hope some of you, as a young person or as an adult, read these scary stories to tell in the dark. They have the most disturbing imagery ever, but it's being made into a movie. If mm-hmm. you didn't know, and filming is about to begin with director Andre Overdahl, uh, his adaptation of it, and it is. For CBS Films, and it's being produced by Guillermo del Toro. Also, so that's your buddy. I know. Also, real quick, Andre yeah. Overdahl, he's mm. the director of Troll Hunters, if you guys have seen oh, that one. Yeah. That one's a good one. So. Exactly. So it's yes. like, ooh. Yes. Uh, so the, as we mentioned earlier, cast has been revealed. So young actress Zoe Coletti uh, was one of the first to be announced for the ensemble. And now the full cast has been announced, including Michael Garza from Wayward Pines, Hunger Games, Austin Abrams from Brad Status, The Americans, Gabriel Gabriel Rush, Moonrise Kingdom, Grand Budapest Hotel, Austin Zajur, sorry if I said that wrong, yeah. uh, Fist Fight, and Natalie Ganzorn from Make It Pop and Wet Bum. <laughs> That's a fun name. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, inspired by one of the terrifying book series uh, of all times, Carrie Stories in the Dark, uh, follows a group of teens who must solve the mystery surrounding a wave of spectacularly horrific deaths in their small town. Woohoo, small town weird stuff always goes down. Um, so, yes, uh, Lego Movie and Troll Hunters. So, co wrote the screenplay with Guillermo del Toro and what else? Are we? <laughs> so, it's where are we? I was like trying to 
I have more info than I need. So also on Twitter, um, there was a tweet. Someone tweeted at Del Toro and was like, so is it going to look like the book? And he said, yes. Yeah. I love that that was the reply. I'm like, yeah. yes. Um, so the art was by Stephen Gam- Gam- Gamel. Gamel. Yeah. And it's it's expected to release in 2019. That's awesome. So I'm excited because those books were wonderfully disgusting looking. Yeah. If you guys uh, listen to that and get excited and you want to learn more about it, just look up those books for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and that article and the is artist. via bloodydisgusting.com. Right on. Yeah. One of my favorite um, websites to get most of my news. Yeah. yeah. I love that That's place. really exciting though. Right on. It's a good book series. Yeah. So if you... So also just... Uh, just to... Oh, wait. I did send a picture. Did we get that picture? Um, no, I refrained from pictures okay. today. Yeah, oh, no so. worries. Um, go, just go look at the, up the books and imagine that becoming real. Cause I that's, know. I'm hoping that's where it, they're going. And it kind of sounds like that's what they're going to try to do. It's also very vivid imagery that's not like yes. too far from reality, which, oh, the which made it so. Thing. Yeah, which makes that's it one so, of the so creepy. On the site. Yeah. I put one up for our thumbnail as well. Oh, yes, yeah. yes, that was the one. It's um, funny how powerful they are because you remember those uh, from like as an adult. Yeah. You're reading those and seeing those pictures. Those things creep oh, yeah. me out. Like it's I knew like, it was for very, kids, and but... they were very simple stories. They were yes. not at all like very. They weren't like hard. Well, I mean, it's children's. They're not book, too complicated, yeah. but like no. they were so powerful enough to let that like ingrain in your mm-hmm. mind. Like mm-hmm. I still remember those those pictures so vividly. And yeah, some of them kind of had a cool Twilight Zone twist. Like one of them, I remember is this like giant head skull thing with like little body chasing after someone, and then finally it's like tag, you're it. And, like, that's the end of the story. Yeah. And it's just kind of funny. Of, so, yeah. They, so monstrous. So, yeah, they had, like, a weird, like, whimsical, but also very yeah. dark aspect yes. to them. Mm-hmm. And I which, hope the movie is pretty dark. Yeah. yeah. But also to keep that whimsical, because that's also very creepy for me. Where it's, like, something's dark, but it's also, like, ah, I just don't want it to be, like, too much, like, Goosebumps, you know? Because, like, no, it's, it's, it's really no. darker it's good. than that. Yeah. yeah. It's, like, no disrespect to Goosebumps, but I feel that like. really good, too. That was yeah, fun. that's. Yeah. Well, let's say Goosebumps is, like, eight to ten year olds and this would hopefully be more the 12 to 16 range right i just want to be a little dark yeah especially with it being with murders i could see this being Mm -hmm. Mm pg-13 i would hope so yeah yeah Yeah. i'm interested to see how they're gonna also just uh make everything cohesive with the different stories yeah it's an actual Mm -hmm. like because you you know i was thinking that it could be possibly like an anthology Mm -hmm. before like everything got released that would be cool but i don't think that's like popular they could have an anthology within the film though yeah like trick-or-treat style yeah Yeah. totally yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but I, i feel like sometimes i don't know if like mainstream audiences really like anthologies no, I, I think know. they do. I mean, do look, look at the, look at the yeah. success of like American Horror Story and like American Crime. Oh, or at Story. least with like film, you know. With film, I mean, yeah, I, mean, I guess you're right. Yeah, Cats is it Cats Eyes Stephen King one? Well, that was like three shorts in one film, but mm-hmm. that was a long time ago. And then I'd I say mean, uh, Trigger Treat is probably the most successful yeah. recent one. Yeah, I was about to say. If yeah. you know of other good horror anthologies, please comment down below. Good call. Good call. Good call. <laughs> right on. Yeah. So if you've noticed, um, like the structure of how it's going, like I say a story, then. And then, and then you guys follow suit, pretty much. Or it's like, we all say our own stories, in a sense. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It's so like popcorn. Pop, 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 pop. Yeah, exactly. So, like you did in school. All right, pick the next yes. person. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, but, yeah, now I want to kind of, like, educate you guys, our, our viewers and listeners, um, on a show that I work on, on every Friday. It's at, It goes live at 9 a.m. every Friday. It's called Meet the Movie Press. So, I just got a little something I want to read to you all. Cool. Uh, movie fans, do you want a single destination to find all the best updates? news and insider info about the industry the best place to find is at the popcorn talks meet the movie press every week insiders simon thompson scott menzel and dimitri panos 
break down all the industry's biggest news stories from box office numbers to celebrity updates. Sometimes serious, sometimes funny, but always credible. Meet the Movie Press is the ultimate podcast for movie junkies. Uh, subscribe on iTunes to listen on demand or tune in live at 9 a.m. every Friday only on the Popcorn Talk Network here on on uh, YouTube. And, yeah, we'll see you there. And I know a lot of uh, some of our viewers are also on that since I, I monitor the chat on that and I'm the one nice. uh, producing that show as well. So, yeah, just want to sh- uh, shout them out. You know, they're trying to grow their audience strength and whatnot. And uh, in return, we'll get our own little shout out on their show as well. Sweet. I was going to say, uh, real quick, Media Shock in the chat pointed out oh, yeah, the anthology there. one is Creep Show. That mm-hmm. one's a little older, but yes, excellent one. But then I thought about it, I'm like, oh yeah, ABCs of Death 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. And all the VHS movies are technically anthologies as well. Yeah, also XX. But yeah. 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 Because those- VHS, they're like, there's one arcing plot, mm-hmm. and then the little ones, XX, had all separate. All separate, yeah. yeah. Right on. Yeah, that's a question. I guess that's a question. Real quick for the panel. With your anthology, do you like when they're interwoven or separate? Or, like, ABC's death, the only connection is the letters. Right. VHS, there's one overarching plot with, like, little ones. And then with Trick or or Treat, treat. it's all kind of interwoven and separate. In the background. Yeah, which one do you like best? I personally like the the trick or treat one because um, it feels so fluid that you don't realize. Like at first, I didn't even realize it was an anthology film mm. until people started pointing it out. And I'm like, oh yeah, you're right. They go into all these little stories, like mm-hmm. and they're all like in a sense their own kind of contained vacuum. But all, mm-hmm. overall, it's all about like the people in the town in Halloween. Mm-hmm. So I really enjoyed that one, but I don't mind any of them really. Yeah. yeah, I think with that one you get the best of both worlds, and it's just mm-hmm. cohesive and it's very enjoyable. Yeah, so it's definitely would, my favorite. Yeah, as long as it's done well, I think trick or treat style is like the most rewarding. When it's separate, but then you find out how they're connected, then mm-hmm. you're just like, what? Mind blown. Especially for um, like re, uh, like reviewability. Yeah. You know, you, re- mm-hmm. you want to rewatch it and be like, oh, look at that! Like you mm-hmm. see him in the background and stuff. Yeah. Also, shout out back to Westikin. The chat says, "In seed of Chucky." It was written on Chucky's son's wrist, made in Japan. The whole family has made in Japan on them. Mm. Mm. So we'll see. Maybe the new one they've it's made in China. China. Yeah, Yeah. made in China. Yeah, we'll find out. We'll see. All right, on to my next uh, news story here. Um, So pretty much, it's uh, Luca Luca Guadagnino, who is (laughs) sorry, it's so very hard to pronounce. But it's yeah, he's a director of uh, Call Me by Your Name, who Mm -hmm. that uh, was nominated for Oscars, I believe, once. Um, I'm not sure, I can't remember. Mm -hmm. But yes, so he just decided he shared some of his hopes uh, as to what he expects um, audiences feel and kind of like take away from Suspiria, since Suspiria is 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 almost here. It's like I believe it's slated for November, so. I just want to like see uh, drop some of these quotes that he said that I found very interesting. So uh, one of the things he this is him talking about what he wants audiences to go like mm. kind of take from it. Mm-hmm. So he goes, "quote I hope that the movie comes across as a relentless experience that, that's going to deep to go deep into your skin all the way down into your spine. I want the movie to perform as the most disturbing experience you can have. The movie is about being immersed in a world of turmoil." And uncompromising darkness. Mm. Last time I felt that was with Hereditary. So like he's yeah. got a, he's got a pretty high bar uh, too. Yeah, Hereditary or maybe even Mother. Like those were some oh really stressful. That movies. was stressful. Yeah. yeah, that was stressful. But it wasn't like the sense of dread for me though. I forget what streaming platform, but Mother is available streaming now. Netflix. I think I it might be Hulu. Oh no! It, it, I think it it's is Hulu. Hulu. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So those of us like me who haven't seen it, I'm like. 
maybe I'll add that to my Quick story. side tangent. So I mentioned like a couple yeah. weeks ago that I had a, a an app that I like to use to yes. look up look up um, where I can find film films on streaming platforms. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's on Android, but on iOS, there's a app called Just Watch. Hashtag not sponsored. Not sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag not sponsored. But I love it. It's uh, you sign, you make a, a profile, you sign in, you add what you have, uh, streaming service wise, and you can also add if you just want it stream for free or you want it just um, if you want it just if you want to buy and rent. Oh, like as Amazon could have exactly, it as a buy or like and rent. also yeah. when I use is Voodoo. Oh, uh-huh. uh, and also it, it it gives you like updates every day of like oh these films just dropped that oh, you can cool. rent slash buy or watch online for free, mm-hmm. and that's where I find most of like if I'm looking for a film I I pop up that app I type it in and it tells mm-hmm. me where I can find it if I can stream it for free or if I can mm-hmm. uh, download it so just cool. a quick little tangent um just yeah. look it up it's called it's literally just called just watch um. And it's got a little yellow play sign. Uh, this color scheme is like yellow and blue. So yeah, keep uh, if you if you're like me, where I watch most of my stuff online, uh, it's very useful to find these films. Um, but yeah, um, so going back to what he said, uh, I really enjoy that <laughs> that quote. Um, he's really striving to really uh, make this film very upsetting. Mm-hmm. And from what I've seen and from the trailer, it gives off. I, I get that feeling as well. Um, he has a little bit too um, because. The the, pre, the the original film was very vibrant with colors, and it became a, a really great aesthetic. Um, Dario Argento really, really made the, the, the colors pop so much. And what I noticed right away is that this film, it's kind of like drained of the colors, and it's like the complete polar opposite of what the original was, which I found interesting. And um, I appreciate this new take, because he's not just trying to like, oh, let's Copy do it. The, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and so he, he kind of talks on that, and I would like to read that quote as well on the color palette. And so this is pretty much why he he didn't go with the original. He goes, Dario Argento, and let's face it, Luciano Tavoli, his wonderful DP, they decided to go for an extremely expressionistic way of decoding horror, which started from the work of Mario Bava. I think everything that could have been said through that style has been said. So that's that's pretty much like, I'm I'm not touching that. Like, they've done enough with that. So this is referring to his film, and he he also sheds light about like, in a sense, the context of like the mind of what this film is about in a sense. And he goes, "This movie, this is a movie about Berlin in 1977, a country that that is almost on the verge of civil war. It was a period that was called the, the German Autumn, and and that led me, my production designer, my costume designer, and the director of photography to go for browns and blacks and blues and greens, all muted and juxtaposed so that we could, in a way, encompass the idea of a German autumn. Hmm. That's why the colors are not primary. They do not pop at you. I hope that they infiltrate you and they go deep into you. Mm-hmm. And in hearing that, I was just like, okay. So it's kind of like, like the the I, what I'm getting from that is like the colors are very subtle, but they're gonna seep into I think your subconsciousness. Not not like right away, but they're gonna play with your mind the more you see them on the mm-hmm. screen, and they're gonna seep into like how he says yeah. they want them to seep into you. Like that's like kind of channeling the like not just the front level. It's like mm-hmm. it's not the tip of the iceberg. It's It'll what's underneath that, that subtle in the back that you pick up on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even with like I can kind of I can that makes sense a lot because I feel like with. Um, Dakota's character, like she has the red hair, mm-hmm. so like I'm already like picture her as like the red orange, like yeah. that that red orange color. 
So that kind of like, whereas there's like, I, that's the only color that I really noticed within yeah. the trailers and the promotional mm. images. That that totally makes sense. Like I'm, I I uh, use the color orange and red to refer to her character. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah. There's that there's that shot of Tilda Swinton that's, uh, also in like dressed in a red veil looking like mm-hmm. robe, and everything else around there's like very yeah. grayed it's out. Muted. Yeah. And it's 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 a wonderful shot. Mm-hmm. What do you what do you like? Uh, Media Shock says Anthony in the chat says Anthony can read me a bedtime story anytime. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I guess I have that kind of voice. <laughs> All right. Uh, so yeah, that's 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 my second news item. Uh, Ollie, do you want to go next? Oh yes, here I go. I won't f this up this time. No, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Don't worry okay. about that. So, um, this is borderline horror because the Joker. Let's face it. There's going to be some death in this in the Joker origin film that's com- coming up with right. Joaquin Phoenix. Who mm-hmm. I this is news to me. I didn't even know that Joaquin Phoenix is going to be the clown I'm exci- prince. I'm excited for this. Yeah, because yeah. he's a phenomenal actor. Um, but guess who else joined the cast? It is none other than Alec Baldwin. What? That's insane. Like I don't know. I saw that on Twitter. and I was on. Eh. It's a little strange. It's interesting. I mean, I mean, we have uh, Kristen Wiig going to be uh, Cheetah. So I, I it's like. It's okay if comedy actors are, like, going into these roles. they can do serious. So, like, I'm not even going to, like, (laughs) prejudge. I need to see the film to cast my judgment. Yes. But anyways, so he's going to be playing um, uh, Batman's father, Bruce's father. So that's going to be... He's not going to... Oh. Well, we'll see see how long he lasts. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah, this film already has such an amazing cast behind it, which I was not aware of. Frances Conroy, she's an American Horror Story alum. She's awesome. Um, Robert De Niro, like, are you what? kidding me? This is gonna be like a crime, like crazy. Hmm. Not even. It doesn't seem like it's gonna be superhero. We've already mentioned her previously. Who's gonna be in Slice? Zazie Beetz. Zazie Beetz. I was that, like, like, I read that just now. She's like, what? killing it with. Oh my god, this girl. She's awesome. Yeah, I um, love her. Yeah. And Mark Marin. So this cast is like an ensemble for sure. Um, but more about the film. It's gonna be reportedly be made on a fifty-five million. Put- uh, production budget yes and it's being described Cheap. yeah <laughs> i like it <laughs> it's being described as darker and more experimental in tone and content i'm down mm. for it i'm so down for it so. this feels like a like a blumhouse tilt kind of thing or like a like a subsidiary of the main like dc yeah you know uh, which they brand. probably should try because oh. it's like come on try something different by this point they should yes. try anything, anything. <laughs> 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 to improve on what they got like i think jesus yeah. christ they're definitely going to learn from their past mistakes with yeah. uh uh, Suicide Squad and Jared yeah. Leto's Joker. Yeah. So. yeah. Okay. Right. I mean, I hope so. Yeah. I, I like the darker and more experimental in tone content. Because mm-hmm. yes. I think what. And also, it's cheaper. Yeah. Like, you're not. Don't go for blockbuster. Just make a solid film. Mm-hmm. I like when films, uh, big, like, studios restrain themselves because it, it leads to more innovation and mm-hmm. it leads to, mm-hmm. personally, more, like, creative filmmaking. Yes. The word that excites me most is experimental. Yeah. Um, and I think that what hurt Suicide, Suicide Squad so much was just the, the humor that they incorporated with, like, all mm-hmm. the reshoots and whatnot. So let's not go for humor in, like, the Joker, who is, like, such an evil character. He abuses Harley, like... Whew, I'm not even going to go into that. But yeah, let's just go full on serious, dark, I, gritty for Joker. What I want this film to accomplish will be that I want to see the Joker rise. Uh, like, the uh, you know, because I'm guessing it's an origin story, right? Yeah. yeah so, yeah, it That's is. Duh. Origin? <laughs> yeah. Duh. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I want to see him, like, hit, hit, how he becomes a Joker slowly. So I want to see all the horrible things he does, but I want to be able to still empathize with him. 
I want to be able to like still still question my own morality of like, do you like this character or not? Because he's a villain. Like he's this can't be an anti-hero. He can't be like a you know a Byronic hero in this. He he's got to be the bad guy in this. Mm-hmm. He is. W- this is a killer. Like this, we want to see him kill. You know, and I, I hope it. I hope it does that. I think it'd be really interesting. I love films that make mm-hmm. me sympathize with the evil person, and that's actually coming up if we get to it for M um, for horror history, which is M. Let's um, do it. But yeah, let's get let's get on to our next uh, next story, Carrie. I believe you yes. have. Um, yes. So I do have a trailer. Yes, it's and we can three. play the trailer because Might be it's all third. subtitled. So, uh, Stree. So this is a new Bollywood film, and if you don't know, I'm super into Bollywood movies. But I was really excited about this one because it is horror and comedy, and looks really good. And uh, Bollywood doesn't really do horror much, and mm-hmm. I've seen some, and they've been very like. Eh. You know, like, they have potential. It's really interesting in seeing horror from other countries. Like, how do they approach horror? Right. Um, so this one is also interesting because the beginning of the trailer, they're, like, based on the true phenomenon. They're ridiculously true phenomenon. And I was like, what? So I had to look this up. Um, so it's a legend called Nale Ba. And it was, and yes, there will be a song and dance at least <laughs> once in the movie at some point. And I love this song already. Uh, so this was an urban legend that went viral in like the 1990s in Ooh. Karnataka. And the myth goes, a witch roams the streets in the night and knocks on the door. The witch apparently spoke in the voice of your kin so you would be deceived to open the door. And if you opened it, you would die. So the residents came up with a smart idea of writing Naleba, which means come tomorrow in the, the local language, Kannada, outside the doors and on the walls of their houses. So when the ghost read it and it goes away... Uh, it'll, then it'll, the cycle will repeat. So apparently they thought this would work. Um, now, this seems really strange to us today, but this was, you know, in the 90s in a really small town. Um, you know, nobody really kind of looked up the truth on it. So probably right. started somewhere and then, like, just Telephoned s- freaked out. out. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, this eventually led to April 1st being referred to as the Nale Ba Day amongst locals. Right. Um, there's not really easy explanation, but one I found, somebody kind of theorized that uh, local crime, that's where criminals would strike fear in people, and then, like, you know, they would only really know after. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, that's a good point. Like, if criminals made people think that this was happening, and then how they could do break-ins or something, I don't know. So I never, I wasn't able to find any, like, the real truth of it, but this sounds really interesting. Yeah. So in this trailer, guy meets pretty girl. And then the beginning of the trailer is super funny. And by now, it actually gets kind of creepy. Yeah, it starts yeah. getting creepy. I, yeah. like, I love the, oh, the tonal shift in this. Oh, yeah. yes. The music was amazing, by the way. We were jamming out. I don't know if you guys <laughs> yeah, saw that. Like, yes. Ollie was getting it. Uh, there's actually, and there's two other songs that, one is a promotional for the song, so I don't know if it'll play during. Sometimes they play oh, yeah, in the credits. No, there's another one, too. Mm. And it looks so cool. Right on. Um, so the idea is like calling your name and you can't re- reply. Also, the production to this looks amazing. It does. Yeah, it yes. looks really, like, well put together, you know? I'm excited. The uh, girl, I really like the lead actress in this. Um, she's beautiful. And oh, yeah, she's she is. Like, that's all. Where's her name? Um, Shraddha Kapoor and Rajkumar Rao is the go- lead guy. Normally, I've seen him be really comedic, so this looks kind of in between for him, and I'm, so I'm excited. So it comes out on Friday. But uh, local, local limited probably release, check right? smaller yeah. theaters or ones that play foreign films. Yeah, I'm sure it's going to come out of VOD eventually, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So. Right on. 
Thank you for that. Yeah, keep that in mind. Street coming out. Uh, if you're local, try to watch it. If uh, if not, just probably wait for VOD and yes. use that app, I guess. <laughs> I <laughs> like, hope t- Edgar, I hope you're referring to this movie. He did a bunch of smiley faces. <laughs> uh, but yeah, all right, cool. Um, actually, can we can we do your story next? Uh, oh the, yeah, uh, real quick. It's the super tra- quick. Yeah. I it's, just have a trailer for yeah. i think we're alone now yeah it's like not even a minute long yeah um, it's very short it's a post quick teaser post-apocalyptic film that i didn't was unaware of starring peter dinklage and Elle fanning it's mm. called i think we're alone now not the uh tiffany song, yeah. <laughs> tiffany song. i think we're alone i saw now. sundance laurels there but yeah it's very mysterious. I have no clue what's going on. But yeah. quick synopsis is the apocalypse proves a blessing in disguise for one lucky recluse, who is Peter Dinklage, mm-hmm. um, until a second survivor arrives with a threat of companionship. I love that. The threat of companionship. So, yeah. So this is um this is directed by Reed Morano, mm-hmm. and I believe she directed three episodes of The Handmaid's Tale, and oh, she's nice. also the cinematographer for this film as well mm-hmm. as the director. Oh, very cool. So she, I mean, I, I really like the tone of this overall. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for this. It's coming out. When is this? September, I believe. September fourteenth yeah, so. in theaters. And I think the 21st in VOD, um, don't mm-hmm. quote me on that, but you can check that out. You can uh, look it up on its official page, and I'm sure it'll tell you mm-hmm. where you can find that. So, yeah, we'll be sure to include uh, include uh, release dates from now on. So, yeah, so, so that was the trailer for I Think We're Alone Now. And uh, my last bit of uh, news, it's a very short one. So, pretty much, there's been a lot of uproars going around about, like, you know, ratings changing and stuff. Like, yes. the, me- the Meg was fiddled with, Slender Man was gutted and oh, butchered. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the potential Oof. of Venom being a great film is on on the verge of not being good because yeah. it might be PG-13. Mm-hmm. And, but luckily, there's one film that um, is sticking true to what they're going for, and that's The Predator. It's going to have a rated R film, a rated, mm-hmm. R, uh, rated R rating. And, and, and he even tweeted uh, a year ago, Shane Black tweeted, uh, PG-13 is for, I'm going to say it's a word that rhymes with wussies. Nah. Um and yeah, so he said PG thirteen is for wussies. Spines bleed a lot. <laughs> hey, so I would reference Betty White's quote on that of what's stronger. Yeah. Oh, yes. Anyway. Oh right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So expect strong, bloody violence, language throughout, and crude sexual references. So we're 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 nearing the end of our show here. So now we we we're gonna get into our uh, special segments. Yes. Um. So uh, let's see. So we're going to try to get into this really quickly. Let's just briefly go over the, the movies that we've watched. Um, who wants to go first? Mine will be super quick because I just watched them and they're old and they're not necessarily like, you have to go see them. But I finally saw the Tom Cruise, the mummy, and Ugh. I didn't hate it. I know. Uh-huh. Everyone's like, oh, I know. It's not amazing. Uh, the 90s one is by far superior. But I thought this one had some interesting concepts and we're checking out at least yeah. for free. And then I also finally saw Split, which I did like, but I think I had different kind of expectations, which I didn't quite know. So it was a little more subdued than I expected. But I love the performances in it. I'm really excited. Now, is the some I think we had said on here like the teaser or the twist at the end is that more just the how it's connected to other stuff. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, exactly. So that kind of—I was thinking more of a twist. So that was like, if you're oh, in theaters you and already, you saw yeah. that, yeah. And people lost their. And you kind of already you knew. You yeah. already knew that. Okay, yeah. going yeah. into. Um, 
But if you haven't seen it yet, I do recommend it, especially with the new ones coming out. I was right. like, oh, I need to get on this. So one. Carrie says thumbs up to both uh, Split well, and I'll, also. I'll give Split a really good thumbs up, and the Mummy's mummy. like middle, especially if, middle you, if you road. get it for free. Thumbs up. Um. All right, all right. If it's free, if it's if, if it's, it's free, free, you should watch yes. it. Um, Ollie, you want to take over real quick? Uh, yeah, uh, my quick film is Feral. It's a 2017 film. It's basically about this group of college students who it's recently um, just got last year. Um, what is it called again? Feral. Feral. And this group okay. of college students, I believe they just got done graduating, so they're just like taking a trip in the mountains and whatnot. They, and one of them ends up getting attacked by a creature, Ooh. which was very well done. Like, I really <laughs> like the creatures. Um, like the, the process, like the look of it? Just like, the design. you have to see it to see how creepy it is. I'm I down. Think. But is the it... film didn't get good reviews, which I can see why. It kind of has that like, early 2000s nostalgic feel of like cabin fever mm. cabin fever or like wrong turn which i really mm-hmm. liked I but it didn't that. add anything new i felt like but uh-huh. it's a it's a solid film i think it doesn't it's not a game changer it stars scout taylor uh compton who uh is a scream queen in her own right she was Ooh. in the halloween re- remake or uh, reboots with uh rob zombie so mm. i know you're <laughs> but like I think, and also my one criticism also is just that the acting was good at some points, and sometimes it was a little bit, like, cheesy. Mm. Um, But yeah, like I said, solid. Check it out. Yeah. If you're bored. Right on. So I got excited during, because I was like, wait, I did watch another horror movie. I saw The Bye Bye Man. Okay. Which was good. I'll do it that way, because, like, people hated the acting. I went on IMDb, and people hated the acting on it, and you get no info on this creature mythology and i would if we, there was some kind of legend that would have made it better mm-hmm. i didn't mind the acting but kind of like a the, 90s vibe horror movie okay. but 2000 so the mythos of the okay like good. what the vibe man means you get nothing on right where so it came from what it is more of that yeah okay but right interesting on. and some cool visuals so thumb midway that's maybe more a three quarter. <laughs> Jesus, <All right. laughs> trying to, try to, try to be simple. Like, yeah, right. I just have thumbs up enough for me. All right, I'm gonna I'm I'm do mine. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I'm dedicated to watching all of John Carpenter's horror films, and I started with this first one. So within the Ooh. incoming um, weeks, I'll be doing more of John Carpenter since he's my favorite because he did the thing. So I started with Halloween from 1978. It was his first horror film after Dark Star, and I believe uh, Assault in Precinct 13. Um, it's it was phenomenal. I really liked this movie. Jamie Lee Curtis, where she got her one of her earliest yes. start. Donald Pleasance as uh, Doctor Loomis, like the very he's very um he's very uh, not manipulative. What is it? he's very uh, obsessed with with Michael? Like he's been a doctor for fifteen years. I thought it was mm-hmm. really cool. Um, I love the opening scene where it's like the tracking shot and he puts on the mask and then he grabs it. I love when he grabs the knife. It's like the most weirdest looking shot and I loved it so much. And also when they finally like reveal it and he takes off his mask and it's just a kid who's just like just blank stared and he's just like so jaded because he just killed his sister and everything. Um, and that, that shot of him like it, it, it like uh, kind of zooms out slowly and everything. Is just so cool. I really enjoyed that. I saw that very late last night, and it was fantastic. Also, there was a, a call to the thing that one of the first movies that they're watching as because Halloween night and they're babysitting, oh, and the first cool. movie that they show on the TV screen is called it's Howard Hawks the Thing, mm-hmm. and you see like the the, 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 the letters slowly start to appear, and I was like I lo- like you you already see the seeds where he's like I want to do this movie, mm. and I was just like that's awesome. So um, Halloween, if you haven't seen it from 1978, definitely check it out. It's awesome. I really enjoyed it. And now, uh, let's... Do you feel it holds up? Yes, for sure. Yes. Yeah. 
in my opinion. Yeah. Um, Steve, what do you think? Do you, should I try to do horror history or save it? All right, let's do All it. Right. Um, so, yeah, we're going to get into our horror history segment. we got three minutes on the clock. Um, so, Steve, when you're ready, just just hit me up. Or let, let, all right, so, oh, wait, uh, I, I need to explain the segment. Pretty much it's horror history. I, I'm going through a book, uh, 101, 100 Horror Films to Watch Before You Die. This is um, the next one up in that list. It's um, And so pretty much I just uh, talk about why it's important and why it what it did for the horror genre and what it contributed. All right, so I'm ready. Let's get started. Okay, cool. So, uh, the movie's called uh, M, just the letter M, by in 1931 by Fritz Lang. He's a director who also did Metropolis, which is a very uh, famous uh, sci-fi film in, uh, early in its days. You can rent it on Amazon for about three bucks if you have that. It started Peter Laurie as Hans Beckert, who is the infamous child killer, and that's why M starts, uh, mm. stands for murder, really. Um, the synopsis is when the police in German in a German city are unable to catch a child murder, other criminals join the manhunt. So this, this section is why it's important. So um, it's claimed as one of the best serial killer movies. It also dares to compare the law enforcement along with the organized c- crime in the city of where the killer is running rampant. Like they show uh, similarities in them. And um, M explores and re- reveals how the mind of a serial killer works and explains how his role within the social fabric of the society, which is interesting because not a lot, like, really uh, deal with that. Since he's a serial killer, he has multiple victims. And, like, the, the more they come up, the more the city's like, what are we doing? Like, law enforcement and the organized gangs are like, we have to do something about this guy because then the, the police are cracking down more on the city. And that means they're cracking down more on us. We can't operate how we used to because this guy's going around killing children we have to get him and it's interesting how it does that and this is a subtext of, a, of M so it's a study of unstoppable desires and punishment and by unstoppable desires the man the, the, the main killer he can't it's revealed towards the end that he can't help himself to to kill it's like he has like a jackal and a mr high personality and this is a song that he whistles when he's on the prowl to get children and it's very crazy and if you, you can think of like how it's it's steady and it goes crazy and that's how his character is throughout the film how he can't control his urges and um so it also it's about like fritz, he fritz lang's pessimistic view of the future is shown here because he thinks that we have no future since the future lies within the next generation after us the kids and he's going off killing kids um it's summed up, it's it's summed up nicely with a line from the grieving mother say uh, saying that their failure was that they couldn't keep a closer watch on their children and even today that kind of holds up where like our it's hard to keep track of what our children is like think about like searching and like how you don't really know your children because of like social media and all that yeah. stuff personal highlights the ending trial scene is amazing and how he pleads to the crowd of like how he makes his case to like i can't help it that i need to kill like it's not my fault that i was born this way i didn't ask for this it's just something that's in me and i can't control it and then it's 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 really compelling because it does help you like empathize with the killer that's a child murder but you also you're like dang he's still a person under all that <laughs> nastiness and it's very great and it's all in black and white it's one of the first like talkies and it's not it's almost not even considered a horror ah! dang all right i got i got so killer that you counts. killed us all dang it <laughs> <But good> so <laughs> so i try to fit as much as i could um i did skip some stuff but that's okay um and yeah so that's that that was that was our segment for horror history i hope you yeah, i don't know what that sound. was <laughs> i hope you guys enjoyed that um every week i do i do a film like that 
And next week's film, I have it. It's the next one in the book. <laughs> and I'm actually pretty excited. Is it? Um, sorry to interrupt you there, but uh, is it chronological? Yes, it nice. goes, it goes okay, in order cool. from, like, years. Um, yeah. But there are a hundred. There are some that uh, slip within the crack, but for ah. the most part, this is a good, like, just space off. Yeah, just to start off. cool. And if you buy the book, you can, like, follow along and stuff. Like, I get some of my information yeah. from the book itself. I also have this website called classichorror.com. Yeah. And it, ha- it has, like, deep dives into classic horror, mm-hmm. and I get my notes from there. Um, but, yeah, for, so for next week's film, we're going to be doing uh, Frankenstein from 1931, and it's one of the, like, the great universal horror monsters and everything. Um, where to find it? If you have Stars, the subscription service... It's, off, it's free on there, but also you can rent it on any VOD platform as well for probably like three bucks. So definitely worth watching. It's a classic. Um, and yeah, uh, so Steve, uh, do you think we have time for some quick fan epithets? Okay, so just live chat. Just shout some people out in the live chat. Yes. Um, hello, everybody in the chat. We have Wellington, Media Shock, Sky Patterson, Westy Kid, da da da, Star Drew. See if there's anybody who said just hello at the top. You said Wellington, right? I did. Yeah. And also Wellington commented oh, on Edgar, it. Alves. Yeah. Yes, so we have a live chat going, so if you're watching this live, thank you so much for joining us. If you watch it later, please comment down below your thoughts on all the stuff we talked about. Yes, yeah. really appreciate it. Um, also, uh, we had some new iTunes reviewers, and I want to shout out Shadows, Shadows 1192 and Dust Dust. Gave us all five stars Ooh, and everything. And even, uh, yeah, even give, give us a bit of advice as to like when we cover a movie, say the name of it at the top and name of it at the bottom once we're done with it. So keep that in mind for uh, yes. future news coverage. That's it's like a, little a band. producing for you right there. It's <laughs> like a, you go see a band and then they don't say their name again and you're like, cool. Yeah. Who were you? Yeah, right on. Also, uh, this weekend's release is what? Searching? So definitely yeah. going to try to check, watch that. Check your local theaters. That one's playing limited release and super good. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we're going to we're, we're, we're all. I'm going to try to catch yeah, it and totally. uh, watch that for sure. Um, so, yeah, we'll probably talk about that. As a, I think we should talk about it as a cohesive unit for yeah. the Abyss. I think that'd be yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. Right like on. That. Cool. All right, everybody. Uh, we are going still undergoing some structure. So, like, I hope you enjoyed this new structure. Please leave us any feedback that you would like um, that you think would be helpful for us. And that's our show. Oh, outros. Duh. Uh, again, my name is Anthony Becerra. <laughs> you can find me everywhere at Tony B. Tony underscore. Okay. And uh, you guys can find me online at Carrie D. Lane. That's K-A-R-I-D-L-A-N-E. And I'm Oliver Drennan. Follow me on all social media platforms at Ollie Dreamer. I really like this new format. So, yeah. 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 Right on. <laughs> all right. Stuff. So, thank you all for joining us. Go watch some horror movies. Uh, we're going to try Catch Start Searching next weekend. So, and Frankenstein. Homework. Bye. Have a good one. Producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network. We would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.